Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Craig Smith, brought to you by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, Cash Valley's Pizza and Craft Beer Authority, Macy's, Happy Shopping, Guild Mortgage, Own What Matters, and by Locker 42, your source for Aggie apparel. Live from Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of the Craig Smith Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago. Would love for you to come by here in Logan and hang out with us. We'll be here for the next hour. Craig Smith has some obligations that's going to keep him away for the first uh, half hour of the show, but he'll come by and join us. Still plenty of time for you to ask questions and get some insight from Coach. Uh, but uh, really excited. Steve Grabowski uh, from the coaching staff, kind enough to hang out with us uh, for the first bit. We'll also chat with Trevin Dorius coming up in our second segment. Uh, but, uh, but uh, Steve, how are you, man? Welcome Doing to the great. Show. Doing great. Appreciate you having me. It's uh, no, it's a pleasure to be here. All right. So this is it's always fun, and, and it was really good getting to know some of the uh, some of the guys on the staff from from top to bottom. And and uh, this is your first year at Utah State. What's it? What's that transition been like for you? Oh, it's it's been it's been great. Um, you know, I've been here for a little over seven months now, and and you know, it was an easy transition for myself just from the standpoint that I kind of had some relationships with some of the mem- you know staff members, um, yeah. Coach Smith, uh, a guy that I played for a long time ago, but then. When he was a head coach at Mayville State, I was at Minot State, so had that relationship when we battled, had some battles back in the NAI days. And then, uh, you know, so just you, played, continue, you played against his team, so huh? played against his teams. He was an assistant coach for me my freshman year of college. Wow. And, uh, and so we had, yeah, we had some really, really good battles back in those days. And then when he was at South Dakota um, as well, you know, just being at North Dakota and, and there was a connection there just, just because of the proximity. And then Eric Peterson as well, uh, when he was at Williston State, we went to grad school together. And so there was that connection. Justin Johnson, who's the JJ, who's the special assistant. He was a student assistant when I played. And then his brother was a student assistant. So there was a lot of connections, made the transition really easy. And it's been great here so far in Logan. You know, and that's that's the thing, too. It's it's always had like a, a family-like atmosphere up there with that coaching staff. And that certainly seems to be the case here. Uh, is, is you just, I mean, these are guys you've known for decades, it seems like. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. And, and then, you know, myself being new. And then uh, Kern Walsh, who's our player developer and then our grad grad assistant Brandon Ubell we all came in within the same week so we kind of had a different dynamic uh, of getting to know each other and and uh, you know my wife wasn't here yet and Curran's girlfriend wasn't here and Brandon's girlfriend so it was just the three of us and we kind of yeah. had uh, well the you know coaches were out recruiting we were in the offices and just getting to know each other so it's been really good so talk about what some of your day-to-day operations are and what and what you do for the team um, you know uh, a lot of the behind the kind of scenes stuff um, whether it's handling flights gear um, community service academics those are kind of some of the main things that that i uh you know have my hand in on and then you know just trying to help here and there obviously i can't be on the floor coaching or doing any of that kind of stuff but can do some film work behind the scenes getting uh getting stuff to some of the assistants you know it's funny too you know you guys have things split up and and sometimes you know uh we'll be on a flight and things are going smoothly and and i'll see you breathe a sigh of relief and then current starts to get the emotions going you know making sure that the hotels are all lined up and it seems like i i can't imagine the pressure on because we just see you know the 
you know, the trains run on time all the time and everything runs pretty smoothly. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that, uh, you know, that this team runs at a high level. Absolutely. And, you know, it's been nice this year because we've had a, a few charters. So those have been a little bit easier. But anytime you're checking in luggage and making sure every bag arrives and, and nothing gets left behind, um, you know, especially when you're coming to going from Jamaica or places like yeah. that or multi-city, like when we went to Houston and then to Fort Lauderdale. So it's, uh, you know, anytime the flight takes off smooth and we land and we have all the bags, it's, you know, it's kind of off my plate from there. And then I pass it on over to Kern and Brandon for, you know, the hotels and that stuff. What about the, the film work? Uh, how, what, what goes on behind the scenes on that? You know, we all have kind of our own separate jobs that we do. Um, you know, one of the things I track are, you know, drive-bys, blow-bys, you know, defensively. And then I try to watch, um, you know, just for different things that, that maybe I see just from a different set of eyes, being somebody new on staff that, uh, you know, you know, maybe just bring a different different lens. And so, um, you know, I do a lot of that. And then with personnel behind the scenes, getting to know who the other teams are that we're going to play. Um, I work with Eric Peterson with that and just try to get him all the, a lot of information on that. You know, and it's it's really fascinating. And again, I they, they let me behind the curtain a little bit. And it's really fun to kind of see this operation up close and in person because it's, to, frankly, in my opinion, it's a finely run machine. And uh, you guys certainly do a tremendous job. Uh, but I also want to talk a little bit about gear, too, because you know kids love the gear man and and frankly some of the old dudes love the gear too like talk about what that's like working with some of your partners and making sure that uh that that that's up to speed and 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 going it where guys want them to be gear is always it's it's always a uh interesting one from the sense that like once you get it it's it's a blast you know it's kind of yeah. like christmas you get your shoes you get all your you know your shirts and all that kind of stuff but ordering it making sure all the right sizes come in and then making sure because one shirt might be, you know, an XL, and then the next shirt you might be wearing a large just because they, they run differently, even yeah. within Nike. And so just making sure that everything, especially the players, they have the right sizes, and then, you know, making sure the coaches, you know, that they have stuff for recruiting and all that, um, you know, that becomes an, another kind of job in itself. But, you know, it is fun because you get to kind of pick and put some designs together and work with some different people yeah. with that. But it is, it's, there's a lot more to it than, than just, you know, all of a sudden you see a shirt. It doesn't always just come out like that. You get a blank canvas, and then you kind of got to run with it. And everybody's got an opinion, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On shoes, shirts, all that kind of stuff. Everybody's got an opinion. So uh, were you involved when uh, – and and Sam's kind of taking credit a little bit for the uniform design. Were you involved in that? That was all them. That was before I got here. That Those uniforms were already designed and everything before I got here. I think I got here like maybe a month after they actually told them what they wanted. I saw the kind of final proofs, but nope, Sam uh, and the guys, I think – they pretty much took care of that one, and uh, and and it's been out a little bit too, uh, and being promoted that uh, that the game coming up, the throwback to uh, yes. the nineteen, yes. uh, you know, the fifties team. Uh, that that's got to be fun too. That's where we'll be wearing the retro uniforms, um, com- kind of commemorating some of those uh, those teams from the past. I believe there's four teams being recognized, and so that should be fun. We got a like a little throwback uh, warm up top for our guys to wear, so it'll be a lot of fun. So let's I want you know you brought up something too I wanted to touch on a little bit is the community aspect of your job and some of the things you've done in that respect. Uh, what what are some of the opportunities that this team has had to kind of outreach to the community? Um, we've done some things here locally, and then uh, we've done some things kind of on a I guess national scale. Um, 
you know, here locally, we're, we're working, actually, this is a new one, but we're working with a group called Team Impact, and we've got a young man, or a seven-year-old, that's, that's uh, he's had some health issues, and he's going to join part of the team, and it's a two-year commitment. He's going to be with us for two years, so it's not like something that it's, you know, for a day or two. He's going to be with us, and he's going to get to know the guys and build that bond and that relationship, and so we're excited about that. That should be kicking off here. We're going to do a little signing day with him in April. That's awesome. And so that should be really, really cool for him and, and for the guys. Um, we've also done some stuff here on campus with with young kids where we went into I think it was like the preschool four or five years and they're just amazed at how big these guys are and so that was a lot of fun um, we've done some stuff with special needs here in town and then we're also going to do a camp here in April with uh, with a special needs group and we're going to have hopefully about six, 50 to 60 guys and girls from all over the, the area to come in and, and do a little do a little two hour camp for that um, when we were on the road we had an opportunity in Houston to, to meet with a group called Covenant House, and basically, it's uh, really it's 17 to 20-ish year old, you know, young males that uh, are homeless or have foster kids or whatever it might be that are in a tough situation. and And they had a, they came into the locker room, they watched practice, came to the game down there, and we just kind of hung out with them and, and they asked questions and just tried to be an inspiration and really we learned a lot as a group you know even as a team yeah. not just you know we took a lot out of it not just you know they didn't just take stuff away we did too so that was awesome um, and then this uh, this Saturday is our coaches versus cancer and we're kind of representing pediatric cancer and so we're going to be wearing white shoes with gold laces um, and basically just kind of just kind of showing you know just trying to bring uh, awareness to that because it is coaches versus cancer week and that's why you know kind of the white shoe thing we did have a question here uh, as I walked in, and sometimes I get told questions to ask, uh, and, and uh, they did want to know what the tennis shoes were about yep. on the coaches. and that's So that's you'll it. see that all across uh, college basketball. You see the, the officials even tonight with the pink whistles. Um, every every uh, staff can kind of, I say, pick and choose which um, – piece of you know a lot of us have been affected by cancer and, and within our families and that sort of thing and so you know you see some of the pink laces or pink shoes we're doing gold uh coach you know with, with coach smith and, and he's got a you know big heart for for helping kids and that's kind of one of our platforms is to kind of bring awareness and, and hopefully raise maybe even some funds for pediatric cancer I understand you also did some stuff in jamaica too yeah we did a little camp down there that was cool i burnt my head uh you know it was outdoors it was like 85 90 degrees and and uh it wasn't out aware that it was going to be an outdoor camp and, yeah. and when you're out there for two hours baking in the sun, it gets a little hot. So, But it was it was fun. It was You know, there's like 100 kids from all over Jamaica, uh, all over the island they brought in, and, and they just had a blast. They went to different stations. There was different uh, players and coaches and all that there, so it was really cool. It does seem like, and, and I'm not trying to compare and contrast here, but but it does seem like that's that's a real point of emphasis for this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, every I'm sure every coach wants to do some of that, but it seems like it's a little bit more elevated here. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's about serving others and giving back, you know, within your community, you know, on a national level. We've got a platform, and, and I think – you know, anytime you have a platform like us, you know, you got to use it to the to your full advantage. And I think that, uh, you know, if we can do as much as possible, you know, it's tough during the season, but, you yeah. know, outside the season, if we can, you know, hopefully connect with some kids and, and you know, have a little bit of a, uh, you know, appeal to that, that I think it's great. And then uh, one other one that, I, that I, I'd heard of, you guys were at Air Force. Yeah. And oh, you, yeah. Had, you, yep, had, yep. you had a little extra time. It was a night game lunch like yesterday. It was a 9 o'clock game. You had a little extra time. I think you sw- swung over to a kid's hospital. Yeah, too. we went over to the – so uh, a former player is like basically – in charge of running the Colorado Children's Hospitals. Okay. And they had a brand new one there in Colorado Springs. And uh, he invited us down, and it was an awesome experience. They, they you know, it, it just ranges from what 
the kids may be dealing with. But we had a chance. There was uh, there was like six of us that went over there and just hung out and spent time with with uh, some kids that were you know maybe down a little bit and their families. And it was a really cool deal. And hopefully next year we can continue on and do that again and and uh, even you know bring more of the guys. Uh, as you look ahead, are you always kind of on the lookout for opportunities and stuff like that? Absolutely. You know, there, there becomes a point where you can only do so yeah, much. Like exactly. you can't do something every weekend. But, uh, you know, one of the things we, you know, and again, you kind of have to where you, you know, where do you really want to put your time into? And, and one of the big things for us is just giving back to kids and those in need. And so, you know, if there are things out there in the community that, that people, you know, have questions or want it, yeah, hey, we'd like to, for you to come here. Feel free, shoot me a text, give me a call, uh, email, whatever it might be. We'll, uh, we'll try to do our best. I love it. That's, and by the way, it's, it's really great seeing these guys in action there. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun to see the behind the scenes on how this team comes together, uh, not just uh, on the court, but off the court as well. Uh, these guys just do a tremendous job. We'll talk more with Steve uh, throughout the evening. Uh, coming up next, though, Trevin Dorius is going to join us. We'll chat with him. He had a great run in last night's win against Air Force. We'll talk about that with him next. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Steve Grabowski, kind enough to continue on with us as uh, Coach will join us coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes from now. Uh, but uh, excited to chat with our next guest, Trevin Dorius, uh, carving out a few moments for us. Thanks for coming down, man. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to catch up with some of the uh, student athletes here. And uh, I thought you had a great run near the end of that game last night. A couple key rebounds, nice putback opportunity. And it seems like every time you're out there, the confidence just seems to grow and grow. What's it been like for you? Um, I mean, what you're saying about the whole confidence thing, that's really what I'm working at right now because as the game goes on, I do start to grow that a little bit more. And yeah. as the season's been going on, it's been improving a lot. Um, so towards the end of our game last night, when things started to flow better for the whole team in general, we all started to feel good. And I think the results of our playing and our confidence really showed there at the end. I wanted to uh, I wanted to back up a little bit. If, in case you're unaware of the story of Trevin Dorius, I'll let you kind of walk through it. But you were uh, you were a walk on with the previous staff. You go on a mission, and then all kinds of stuff goes on while you're gone. Uh, talk us through uh, what what kind of communication you had while you're on your mission, and what what the conversation was like with the new staff when you got back. So that right there, I think, is a miracle in and of itself. Um, so I served my mission in Arizona, and when I had about two to three months left. I got an email from Coach Peterson. He was like, hey, um, I'm Eric Peterson. I'm one of the coaches at Utah State. We know that you were here before you left, and we really just want to get to know you and see if you have a place here on our team. And that was that was kind of weird for me because I was like, oh, see if I have a place on the team. Oh, shoot. Like, I thought that was like a given, yeah. but it really wasn't. Um, and so as we're getting close to the end, I kept talking to Petey, and he was really like my only contact yeah. with Utah State. And then as we got closer, he started setting up. Um, a time for me and my family to come up and meet him, meet the rest of the coaches, and revisit Utah State. And, you know, that was that was really cool because he was really one of the only ones that was putting forth effort to get me to come play, you know. And it was – there's just something special about that, something, something special about people wanting you to come. And so um, I decided to come back here to Utah State after a visit and just hanging out with the coaches for a day and seeing some of my old friends from my – yeah, original year here, whatever you want to call that one, and 
I don't know. It's been great ever since. So, you know, it, it's got to be weird, though, because, you know, you're on your mission. You know, there's a coaching change, and, and, and the team has success, but you're not exactly sure, you know, what, what the situation is going to be like when you get back. I mean, that, that's got to be a little worrisome as a, as a player as to where you're going to go play basketball. Yeah, so that was, that was definitely something to consider. I didn't know any of the coaches, but at the same time, they didn't know me. So yeah. I feel like we were just sort of taking a gamble on each other. Um, and I feel like it's been working out good for both of us. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that, too, because I remember talking to uh, the coaching staff uh, during the summer, and they said, you know, hey, we, we, got, we got this guy here, and he's, he's really developing nicely, and we didn't, it was like a blank canvas for us. We didn't know exactly what we had, and, and, and it's starting to really come together. Uh, what is it about your game that you feel like really, especially initially, really uh, – you know, kind of attracted those coaches thinking like, yeah, this is this is a guy we can really we can really work into the rotation. Um, I don't want to speak for them, but from my perspective, um, I think really what basketball comes down to is if you're willing to make the extra play, if you're willing to move your feet a few more times, if you're willing to jump higher yeah. than the other guy, if you're willing to outrun and out-rebound and just work harder. And I feel like that's something that I'm able to do, and I feel like that's something that they saw. So let's talk. Let's back up even a little further. We're okay. doing this show. The timelines are all over the place. So uh, we'll, we'll back up even a little bit further and talk about how you grew up, uh, where you grew up, and uh, what high school and high school basketball was like for you. All right. So I grew up in Heber City, Utah. It's about two hours south of here. And high, my high school basketball career was it was it was what like atypical? Is that is that a word? You yeah, that works. Yeah, sure. we'll use that. Yeah. Um, like my my sophomore and junior year, I had this awful growing pain and knee and um, tendonitis going on. So honestly, I didn't really play a lot of high school basketball my sophomore and junior year. And then the summer of my junior year, I, I decided that if I was going to make a career out of it, I was going to have to go play club ball. So I played for UBC down in Utah County and in Salt Lake. And, you know, that was the first time I've ever been exposed to anything more than high school basketball. And my high school basketball team wasn't anything special. We had some good players. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. We did okay. We were probably just above average all four years I was there. But playing competitive basketball, playing for UBC, um, I met a lot of cool people. I started making those connections. And even that, as we were talking about before, it really built that confidence for me going into my senior year. And so my senior year, I had some of the best basketball I've ever played. Um, and I feel like I realized I started to learn my place. As yeah. I was I was a big guy. I mean, even in Utah, I was one of the bigger guys that was playing. We were playing 4A at the time. And there wasn't really anyone that matched that. And so I was like, I need to learn how to use that. And so that's one thing that I worked on and. So um, you are a legit seven-footer. Yeah. Uh, did, did you hit that in high school? Uh, no. No, I was 6'10 my senior year of high school. So added a couple more inches on the mission then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did your parents tall? I mean, where did you get the height from? Yeah, so my daddy's 6'5". You know, yeah. I like to call that like – it's like regular tall. You know, yeah. when you look at him, you're like, that's a regularly tall guy. Yeah, yeah. And then my mom is 6'3", and there's a little – she's a little taller. You know, yeah, she's yeah. like, that's not so much a regular tall woman. That's just a, <laughs> it's a really tall woman. And then her dad, so my grandpa, is 6'7". So I got it more from their side. Okay. Um, just bigger. And then my dad's side definitely helped a lot. So, and- yeah, my parents are tall. I came about it, um, honestly. And so – 
So once you hit six five, six six, then it's like, okay, we got something here. Yeah, so I did that about my freshman year, and that was weird. Yeah. You know? That was a weird thing to do. <laughs> Just because everyone was smaller. All the all my friends were smaller. All the girls were smaller. It made me a little self-conscious. But, you know, I think they like it, actually. So... <laughs> Well, I, I, I think that everybody wants to have the uh, the tall guy, you know, in their group yeah. in case, you know, it's intimidating. Yeah, no, you know, no, for sure. You get in trouble. Hey, look, <laughs> this guy's here. You really want to mess with that? Uh, but, you know, it's interesting because as you look at, uh, you know, the, the, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure like, oh, you play basketball, right? Yeah. Like that, that's it. You just, you know, you're tall, you play basketball. And it sounds like it's something you had to kind of grow into as opposed to something you were, you know, just thrown into right out of the gate. Yeah. So, I mean – that's one thing I'm thankful for, to be able to say, yeah, I do play basketball. I play basketball for Utah State. Um, but, you know, they'll ask that. And that is, it's, you're right, it's not something that I was really grown into. Is it, is I was it just thrown into it at Is the it end. something you really enjoyed, like, right out of the gate? Was it immediately, like, I, I love this game? And I, I, I like- love basketball? No. no. It was something, like, my dad, he played yeah. basketball at Snow. And so... Growing up, he was always like, hey, let's go play basketball. We're going to go shoot in the mornings. He was yeah. my coach in, like, third and fourth and yeah. fifth grade because that's what college basketball dads do. You yeah. know, they're yeah. just like, I'm going to be a coach. I, I miss it a little bit. Um, and then through middle school, it was always just like, oh, I'm going to make my dad proud. And then in high school, I had all these knee pains and stuff, and so it just hurt. So it really wasn't until my senior year when I was like, I actually enjoy this yeah. and I'm kind of good at it and I want to get better at this. Was the uh, was the pains due to the uh, the growing? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. So uh, let's talk about the game last night. I thought you played really, really well. Um, and uh, and obviously, as a seven footer, you're going to cause a lot of issues when teams try to get into the paint and they try to attack the rim. Uh, defense rebounds. Obviously, your specialty at that point. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you're coming along in those regards? I think I'm coming along great. I I need to realize that. I'm still I'm still pretty big. I don't need to be all up in someone. Yeah. So they can drive by like I'm long. I can I can cover people more effectively than I think I can. So it's just really coming to terms with that and getting a better feel for it. And as I'm playing more and even in practice, it's really cool playing against not just playing against but playing with Nimi. You know, he's he's showing me and he's teaching me. He's like, "Hey, take a step back, keep your arm up." Um He's like, they're not going to drive past you, and you're still going to be able to block a shot. I was like, oh, like that makes sense. Yeah. And so just like getting that experience has been helping me out a lot. And I got to imagine too, have Nimi's a great teacher. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and Quinn Taylor was a great teacher mm-hmm. for Nimi. I mean, you've got a lot of great support staff there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Trevin Dory is kind enough to join us as we continue on with the uh, coaches show. Craig Smith will join us coming up here momentarily. But Steve Grabowski is still with us. And Steve, I got to imagine this is a good group of dudes, man. Oh, it's it's been a blast to be around everybody. And, and you know, the team is so tight knit. And that's been a lot of fun because, you know, you some years you have those teams or, you know, just you're not clicking. And, and this group is, is really fun to be around. They're, they're you know, whether it's in the locker room joking around on the trip, you know, to Jamaica or whatever it is, it's it's a really good group to be around. And and that that's not always the case, as no. you mentioned. No, not always the case. And and it's also nice when you don't have to, you know, worry about guys getting into trouble and all that kind of stuff. You know, they do a great job of, you know, kind of policing themselves and, and there's a really really mature group that that likes to still have some fun and and you kind of have to have that you know you can't just go through the entire season without this has to be fun for him as well obviously there's a business aspect but yeah you got to have fun and you got to enjoy what you're doing kind of like what what trevin said 
Uh, he kind of developed uh, there late in his career, and hopefully he's doing that right now. I think it looks like he's having a lot of fun out there, uh, you know, rebounding and doing all that stuff. Well, you know, the thing is, Trevin, you know, you come into a locker room that had a lot of success last year mm-hmm. with some, some key figures, and it feels like they kind of welcomed you with open arms too. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the coolest things, you know, coming back and not one of them, uh, from my perspective, really looked down on me because I wasn't a part of the crew last yeah. year. You know, yeah. it was always like, this is what we did last year, and with your help, we're going to be better. And it was one of the coolest things for me. Uh, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish uh, the rest of the season? How do you want your game to improve? Um, well, as much as we might all love it, Nimi's not going to play all 40 minutes. Yeah. And so I want to be able to, when Nimi's out, I can be able to perform to the same caliber that Nimi can. So there's never like a missed beat or a skip. And as we do that, the momentum will continue. When Nimi comes back in, he's going to play even better. Then when I come back in, I'm going to play even better. Um, so I just need to be more effective, scoring around the basket, continue to get rebounds, and make it so that their big guys and their guards can't score yeah. anywhere near us when we're in. Uh, one thing that Coach mentioned about you is you got a little edge. Um, do you play angry? Do you, do you feel like you, you, you've got, so, a, sometimes, you've got yeah. an angry streak in you? Yeah. Does that come from mom or dad? Oh, um, probably my mom. I don't remember my dad getting angry. <laughs> yeah. So probably my mom. <laughs> How hard is it to, to sometimes keep those emotions in check? Uh, I don't – it's hard because – like, for me, everyone's different. But for me, you got to find a balance yeah. of that guy ticked me off. I'm going to show him that I'm better. You know, like yeah. that, that sort of anger, it's it's fueling and it's it's invigorating. It gets you going. It gets you over the whole selfish thing. Like, you're just you're, – you're out there to work hard. And so keeping it in check is difficult because you want to stay – you want to have your clear mind. You want to play confidently and you don't want to play um, carelessly. So working through all those things to make sure that you're fundamentally sound, but you're going to work your best and you're going to work effectively is where you got to find that sweet spot. All right, one other thing I'd like to do, and, and I've had a couple of people always ask me to ask this question because we want to get you get to know you not only as a player but as a, a student and as a person as well. I know you want to play this game for a long, long time, yeah. but uh, what are you kind of working on towards in school and, and eventually whenever you hang up the sneakers? <laughs> uh, you know, What do you want to be when you grow up, Trevor? What do I want to be? Um, so right now I'm working on my business management degree. Okay. I don't know entirely sure what kind of career options that opens up. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've always, for the last like year or so, I thought it'd be the coolest thing to be a firefighter. I don't know how that works either. So if anyone just sees me in Walmart Not a lot or of at s- Angie's, just let me know how that works. A seven foot firefighter, some advice, like right? It. Like yeah. it would work. I think that's an advantage. I don't need a ladder. I no? just yeah. spray up there. Like it'd be awesome. <laughs> I think you're onto something there, right? Hey, man, appreciate you coming by. That was Thank awesome. You. Thank you, Trevin Dorius. Give him a round of applause. Uh, great member of this Utah State basketball team. Great representative of Utah State. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Craig Smith will be hopefully joining us here pretty soon. If not, Steve and I will continue to get you ready for Utah State basketball as the Aggies get set for a big one coming up against Colorado State this weekend. It's Aggie basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. And joining us now, he's the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Craig Smith. Coach, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. Hey, how about a round of applause for Trevin Darius? How great is he? And Steve Grabowski, all the way from Poland. 
<laughs> We're going to do a show hopefully at some point where we have um, – I, I think it will be the four Stooges, Steve Grabowski, Justin Johnson, um, Kern Walsh. Is Kern, Kern's over there. Uh, oh, and there's Steve's wife. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Kern can introduce – that's someone else that's sitting right by him. Um, um, so who am I missing? Oh, and Brandon Ubal. We can get yeah. the four Stooges going, and it would be pure entertainment. Um, when they first moved, Steve, um, Steve, Steve was a bachelor for a while. Steve Kern and Ubal, and then, um, and then. <laughs> well, I won't go any further. Sorry, we have a limited <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, we fun. can save that when the four Stooges get on the show together. But um, and then we could do it with our four student managers. Yeah, because that'd be a real trip. I, I would Ryan, agree with that. Ryan, Jansen, Nate Dog, and, um, and uh, missing somebody. How can I miss somebody? And Mitch, Mitch, of course, Mitch. Oh, Carl's here too. Carl, our trainer. Let's give Carl a round of applause. Carl's been the busiest man in show business. Yeah, that, 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 this guy, year. that guy's earned his money right yes, there. Yes, he has. And, and by the way, uh, and got a spectacular airtime on TV last night with the suit, too. The suit game was on point. For I like, Carl. I like when he wears that suit. It's, it's <laughs> well, as well. Well, I will say this. You play like you uh, you did last night. You're not going to let him wear anything else to a game but that suit because uh, you guys had a tremendous game last night against Air Force. Thanks. It was um, – I, f- I feel like the last three games, uh, with the exception of about three and a half minutes, we played very good basketball uh, on both sides of the ball. We were excellent last night on defense just watching the game again, holding the team to 29%. Um, and we were pretty, we were on point with all of our stuff, and uh, we were just very, very sound, very disciplined, and one and done for the most part on the offense. You know, eliminate, yeah. eliminating them from offense rebounds, and then we got in a good rhythm the second half. We shot fifty percent from the um, from the field. Um, uh, you know, even Nimi hit a three uh, early yeah. in that game. It was good to see Diogo go three for six from the three. Brock Miller made three threes and had you know he's three for nine, but. What two or three other were just literally down and out, you know, and so you can sense that we're starting to um, do some things well right now, and hopefully it'll continue into Saturday night. I do need to ask: when you see Nimi launch a three, what are like what's the what's going through your brain at that point? Um, you know, he we do a, a shooting drill in practice where all of our guys shoot. Like we're we're not. I mean, obviously, we divide and practice our big guys and our and our guards yeah. and separate that. But we do a lot of our skill stuff. We're big into skill development, and we do a lot of skill development where our big guys are working on two ball dribbling in what we call two ball passing, and and then we we'll do some shooting stuff where um, our guards are shooting threes, but we have our big shooting threes, and just to stretch their game, develop a comfort level with that, and you can tell Nimi. I think Nimi made one three, maybe two threes last year. Two. Yeah, two. Yeah. And um, and that's one thing he's really, with the injury, he has become a, a better shooter. Um, where was it? Boise, late in the second half, he made a face-up 17-footer. Now, is that something that we want to be a, a go-to? But those are both standstill rhythm shots. Yeah. And so I think that's something that he'll eventually – add to his game at a consistent level. I'm not saying he's quite there at, <laughs> at, at this point. But but it was, it was funny because I was watching, you know, I see him shoot, and then I look at you because you're standing right in front of us, and there wasn't any grimace or anything like that, and it goes down, you fist bump, and off we go. And it was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, and in that shooting drill that we do, threes in two and a half minutes, you know, um, we've talked a lot about Justin Bean, and Justin's sitting over here right now, and how much his three-point shooting has really improved – 
and you can see it now again. You know, he's made two. I think he made two. Back. Have you made two two threes last two in the last three games? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, back to back game. Did not make one last night, but the the other two. He yeah, back to back. And we feel good about Justin shooting that shot. And and sometimes I need to tell him that more. I think I told him that was it right before the Nevada game, maybe. Like Justin, when you're open, like that's a good shot for you, and it's a rhythm shot. And um, Justin's a guy that we've said here on the show that. You know, early when we started that drill, he would be in the 18 to 22 range, and now he's consistently, you know, 32 to 36. And Nimi right now is around that 18 to 22 range. So that's not a 18 to 22 is not a good number, but um, there certainly can be a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the thing is, I thought that team played so well. Uh, you know, obviously coming off a disappointing game against Boise State, and I don't want to diminish you know the last three minutes, but. I thought you guys looked so good and and fresh and 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 healthy for lack of a better term yeah. uh, over the last two games that that week off in between Nevada and Boise I think really served you well. It did. And first of all, I want to apologize for being here not not 30 minutes late. I wasn't going to be here tonight. Uh, my my 10th grade boy it plays at Green Canyon High School and they're playing um, Skyview, so it's kind of a big game and I'm kind of the new guy so I just watched my son play a JV game he played his best game since he's been in Utah so I was fired up to be there um and I'm gonna hustle back right after to go catch him play in the varsity but but at the same time we have a tough loss to Boise and you got to face the music you know what I mean and and that's why I made sure I, I was here for that and that was a I thought we played as good a game as we did for 30 for 30 as we have all year for 36 and a half minutes and then kind of the perfect storm and there's a lot of things well coach what have you done something different yeah we did a lot of stuff different uh, in hindsight or I shouldn't say a lot there's a few things we needed to execute some things better yeah you know we fouled on a three um, we didn't get to a shadow there was a few different things at the same time like I wish we would have did some different things that I can control you know no question but at the same time you got to give them credit that number 10 kid um, who had scored 15 points since Christmas, you know, I had 18 in the last three and a half, roughly, I think 18 yeah. in the last three and a half minutes. And, and that's unfortunate, but here's what I'll tell you. And it's very, very disappointing. And, and, and we don't take losing lightly, certainly. Um, but that was the longest bus ride I think I've ever been a part of coming home. You're trying to sleep, but there's no way you're sleeping. You're pretending to sleep, but you're not. Uh, you try to watch film, but that wasn't real um, easy to do. And, um, and so you don't get a whole lot of sleep. And I know the guys are in the same boat, but you know what? Uh, I wish I had that quote. I guess I do. I think I read it on the post game um, last night. And it's easy to be all happy and, you know, everything's going great. And, oh, you know, when things are going well. Uh, but I saw this quote on Monday, and it's the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in, or a person, is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And, and sports is such a great metaphor for life. And, you know, we're wearing our um, tennis shoes or sneakers last night and, and, uh, uh, to signify coaches against cancer. And there's so many things in life that just hit you blindsided or straight on, and you know exactly what we're saying, and we all have been a part of it. And, and, and so how do you respond to that? You find out what kind of metal you have and, and what kind of spine and backbone that you have. And, and our guys came in, obviously, a little – down, but nobody pointed for nobody, and just and regathered. We had a great uh, practice on Sunday and an unbelievable practice on Monday, and I just think that says a lot about the the group of guys that we had, and and uh, we didn't flinch and had a great game yesterday, and we got to continue it forward um, Saturday, and then the next game, and the next game, and just keep on climbing and keep getting better every day out. 
Uh, we do have the mic. If you've got a question for Coach, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you if you've got any questions for Coach, and uh, uh, we, we, can, we can certainly work those in. Uh, but what uh, I thought was really good in, in, frankly, the last couple of games, and I pointed this out to you on the postgame show, is Namiya Kate is diving for loose balls. He's all over the court. Uh, and, and it just get a sense that he's trusting that body a lot more over the over these last few games. Well, it's easy to see, I would say, since the Air Force. We're, we're a different team than we were two weeks ago in yeah. Air Force. It's it's easy to see if you watch us. It's easy to see how much progression Nemia's made. You know, Justin um, had a – I'm not sure he should have even been playing, quite frankly, but, um, a, you know, he had a really bad – uh, a tough injury against UNLV. He'll never tell you that. Of course, he's the guy that also has played with his teeth knocked in two different times when he got him surgically repaired and, you know, a broken nose. And I kind of like when he has the broken nose and yeah. those things coming out of his nose. I kind of like when Sam's got the black eye. You know, I think it's a good look. Like, I want to just paint the black eye on yeah, Sam. There you go. It gives him a little extra look like some MMA fighters. It's a good thing. And so, um, speaking of MMA fighters, wait till you see Marco Anthony. Uh, like he looks like an MMA guy. I wouldn't want to be in the ring with that guy. Um, anyway, we get off track. But what was the question again? Uh, oh, yeah. So we're getting – you can see, like, we're moving way better than we did two weeks ago. We look way more athletic. Yeah. Um, the tip dunk that, that Justin almost had last night. Oh, my goodness. I think he would have had it, but then he tried to cock it back a little with just a little extra something. A little And then he airballed there. the dunk. Um, is, I think, what happened. Is that right, Beaner? Yeah, is that right, Rhino? Ryan, you've let him hear it the whole day, haven't you? Yeah. So, um, um, so anyway, you know, this is the time. You want to be playing your best basketball all year. It's difficult. You know, you, you look back to our non-conference. LSU has only lost four games now. North Texas has won a bunch of games in a row. Florida now has become a, uh, you know, we have two quad one wins. So, and St. Mary's is obviously doing well. BYU, so, We've scheduled right. We've gotten better. We just got to keep on climbing. We had certainly some bumps in the road, and we don't know what the future is going to hold, but we're just going to go out there and 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 do our best on a day-to-day basis and see what happens. Take your final break. Come back. We'll talk Colorado State with Coach coming up next. You're listening to Aggie Basketball, the Craig Smith Coaches Show, live here at Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome all back. You're listening to Greg Smith Coaches Show. Final segment as uh, Utah State uh, gets a little bit of a break. Uh, kind of helpful, too. I mean, you know, you don't like playing Saturday, Tuesday, but it does kind of benefit you a little bit when it's Tuesday all the way to Saturday. So you get a little extra day to prepare. Colorado State in action later on tonight. But uh, maybe outside of San Diego State, they're probably the second hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, they're playing really, really well. Um, they got a, a, a young team. Uh, Nico Carvaccio is obviously a returning all-league guy and anchors them. 6'10", really stuck together, can score it in a lot of different ways. He's an excellent passer as well, so they can they utilize him in a lot of different ways. Um, they have a point guard who is very talented and can play about anywhere in the country, Isaiah Stevens. Uh, he's number four for them. He's leading them in scoring right now, and he's a guy that can shoot the three, uh, excellent pull-up game, gets to the rim, and he is jet quick. Uh, he can really, really move. Uh, they have another freshman, David Roddy, who um, is starting to play more and more for them. And they're, and I think it's not a coincidence that once he started to play more that they're starting to, to win a little bit more. And he's just uh, 
Uh, I think he's six 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 seven, but he's like two forty five. I mean, he looks like uh, uh, I think he was um, all state in football in the state of Minnesota. I think he was Mister Basketball, and he was a really good track athlete. So he's a a very versatile guy. He could have played football anywhere in the country. Uh, as well, and Adam Thistlewood can really, really shoot it. Kendall Moore uh, is a sophomore for them. He's just he is super fast. So basically, they're always playing um, two point guards on the floor, and they are fast and quick and athletic against New Mexico. Um, they just beat Air Force at Air Force on Saturday, and the game before that, they beat New Mexico at home. And if I'm not mistaken, they were 19 for 26 from the three, um, which. You know, it, it took us about five games to make 19 threes for, yep. one, for one stretch. So um, they, they, they push the pace. They're much improved overall as a team. And, I, you know, their coach and I uh, worked together at Colorado State. We were assistants together. And at the media day, they, they were picked ninth. And, of course, you know, last the year before, we were picked ninth. And I told Nico, I said, Nico, you can't fool me. There's no way in the world you guys are finishing ninth, you know, this year. I know the talent that you guys have. But I did tell him, I said, that ninth seed isn't a bad spot to yeah, be in the preseason, yeah. uh, speaking from experience. So um, they're going to be – they're very, very good. They've won four in a row. They're playing their best right now, and it should be a heck of a game. Yeah, you go back to Nico Carvacho and, and the game last year in Logan. I remember you told me a little bit in post game that you would challenge Nimi and saying, hey, this guy's a high-level big man in this league. Are you going to be able to step up? And that was – I mean, there were a lot of coming-out parties for Nimi, but that was certainly one of them and how he played against uh, Colorado State. And, and yeah, and at, at our home – in our yeah. first game, yeah. yes, he, he was um, he was really, really good. And that was one of it. St. Mary's, he was really good, but that was a big one for him. And I think that's the game where he stole the ball on the – the opposite side of our bench in the first half and, you know, took two and a half dribbles or whatever it was and came all the way down and just dunked on a guy. I was like, oh, you know, the whole gym was like, oh, yeah. you know. It was one of those moments that that just really happened. And he was really, really good. And and then and then Carvacho, and, and he did a great job defensively, as did our team, because it's hard to guard him one like just with one guy. And um, and then at their place, he had a whale of a game. Nico did. Yeah. And um, so it's going to be a, a heavyweight fight in the paint with all of our bigs. I mean, their bigs are very good. Their fours and fives. I like our fours and fives, I think, are very good. I saw Trevin, I thought, was really good last night. Um, that last eight minutes of the game, I thought he was dynamite. And so um, it's been fun to see the progression, but it's going to be a – uh, it's going to be a physical, rugged game, I have the feeling. I did have a question. I, I get a list of questions coming in from people that may not want to ask you, per se. So I, I say I'll relay it on. Uh, Abel Porter picked up three fouls in the first half. Uh, did not see the court in the second half. Is it the fouls or is just the t- game's rolling and you go with who's out there on the court? Well, I thought he was good right away, and he got the two fouls post. Uh, you know, we were switching one through four on the Princeton stuff, and we got really destroyed in the paint at their place and re- specifically off of post touches. So that was a monster emphasis for us last two days. And, um, and you know, it's one of those things where it's a tug of war, and, and guys are rapping, and it's who's rapping first. So you got those two quick ones. And as you guys can see, most nights we play our guys because I think so many times coaches get really almost too tentative and don't play them, and then they end up with three fouls. And it's like, well, so played him out there. And obviously he got his third, and he's been having a lot of back issues for quite some time. And um, he got drilled in the Boise game. I don't know if you remember that, where he was flinching pretty hard, and he pulled himself out. 
um, for a while. And so it just got to be the point. He had three. We knew we were going to start him, start second half. And then just the way we were playing, yeah. just roll with it, and he can get a little extra rest at the and same time. I, and I thought Diogo handled the point guard yeah. position really well. He did well. I thought him and Sam kind of by committee. And Sean, we play at Barstow. Yeah. Uh, we're not afraid to play him at the point either. So uh, they all have kind of different strengths playing the point. Uh, and then some of it is we've been playing a lot more, running a lot more sets lately than we had been for maybe quite some time. And so then, then you got to play the guys that know the right spots because we do have a lot of sets um, that we run. And so Diogo's like a brainiac out there. So is Sam. And Sean is really coming a long way. And you're still a freshman. But you can just see the improvements in confidence uh, exuding out of him. If you watch Sean, and d- don't look at the stat line, but just watch the way he played last night. I thought he played really well. Played fantastic. Um, when we got in the locker room, we don't spend a lot of time on individual stuff. You know, with our team, it's uh, uh, there's things that a lot of guys on our team, I love guys that make winning plays that don't always show up in the stats um, that are in, are immeasurable. Justin is one of those guys. Um, but Sean is one of those guys. Uh, he's an excellent passer. He didn't score last night. But um, his pace to the game, his length is fantastic. And uh, he's got a bright, bright future for the Aggies. And by the way, congratulations to Sam Merrill, only the fourth player in Utah State history to get to 1,900 points. I mean, that, that's oh, it's a remarkable a, it, career. It's incredible. And, and think if he was selfish, Yeah, you know, yeah. what he could do. And playing in the Mountain West Conference, and every night that dude's got the best defenders on him. And, and I don't know where he is in assists, but I think he's top five in assists as well. To be top five in scoring and assists is quite remarkable for anybody at any level. Well, Coach, appreciate it. Go enjoy that varsity game right. and uh, go Green Canyon, right? That's right. Uh, yep, go. I don't know. What, what are they? The Wolfpack, I think. But go Aggies. Thanks, everyone, coming out. We'll see you on Saturday night. Utah State, Colorado State. Remember, late tip-off, 8 o'clock, pregame show at 730, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Craig Smith, brought to you by Ford. Go further. H&R Block. Block has your back. New York Life. Be good at life. And by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom. Cash Valley's Pizza and Craft Beer Authority. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.